hail and well-met travelers. This is a Will Spooky. <laughs> my name is Everett, and this is my co-host. Colleen. And this is a podcast about things that we think are just a little bit spooky. Just a little. Uh, anything like aliens or cryptids. Uh, when you find out what a uh, bully stick really is. Oh, God, it's. Spoiler alert, it's bull penis. It's penis. (laughs) Dog treats are actually just animal parts. At least they're using everything, I guess. Yeah, it's just when I went out to buy them one time, I looked at the ingredients because I don't want to get my dog something that has like a bunch of weird fillers in it. Like I don't want to spend a lot of money on fillers. Yeah. So I'm looking at the ingredients on a bully stick and it just says pizzle. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but there's only one ingredient and it's probably good enough for a dog. One Google search later. What is Pizzle? It's penis. I you'd think they put that on the bag so that you are fully aware you're leaving the store with two whole penises. Why do you think they're called bully sticks? They're bull penises. But like bully, like are they mean? Or is it just like <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt like, oh, bully? I think it I think it's. Just bull with a Y at the end. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways, of course, this is, yeah, this is a podcast about spooky things. So what are we talking about today, Colleen? For those listening, I have no idea what Colleen's about to say. I have, I'm going in blind. I don't know what she's going to talk about today. I'm, I personally, now when it comes to like stories, spooky stories, I think monster stories and cryptid stories are, they're like entertaining and they're interesting but when it comes to alien stories they are something i genuinely sometimes find spooky fear of the unknown fear of the unknown but also like uncanny valley a little bit too yes but also like so many instances over decades and like corroborating stories i realize i'm sure there's probably explanations but sometimes there aren't and it's fascinating and when a alien story is done right it can be terrifying like the fourth kind. That movie was a little freaky. That movie. Did you see? Um, yeah. Was it the fourth kind? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Where it's yeah, got the real um, footage and the fake footage. Well, quote unquote, real quote footage. unquote, real footage. Well, uh, when I saw it, I was it was past midnight. I was very tired and I was convinced it was real. And it terrified well, the, me. The whole ad campaign for that movie was kind of the same as Paranormal Activity, where when it first, first, first came out and was released in theaters, everyone assumed it was real footage. Right. Yes. I, it's just that terrifies me that there's like some other entity we know nothing about that knows about us. Mm. I, anyways, this story is not like that story. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has elements. It has the makings of a great alien story. Okay. But um, as I go through it, you will probably be able to poke holes in it. But it's still kind of spooky. Well, I'm, I'm pumped. Let's get into it because okay. I want to know what we're actually talking about. This is the story of the giant Palos Verdes space brains. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, I mean, good. I'm familiar with like brains in like sci-fi stuff, but I don't know if I've ever heard of this. All right. Well, this is a good story. I will say giant brains is kind of a misnomer. Are they just bigger than human brains? Well, Alex, I'll explain. Okay, so let me just, let's set the scene. It's August 17th, 1971, in Palos Verdes, California, which is a subregion 
of like the LA Mm -hmm. metropolitan area. I don't know much about California, so I actually had to look it up in a map. Um, But this is late summer. I'm sure it's like warm, like super nice out. Um, And it's nighttime. So there's a couple of like guys in their late 20 somethings, let's say like 27, 28. And their names are Peter Rodriguez and John Hodges. And they're hanging out at a friend's house. They all lived in the same neighborhood, like minutes from each other. So I'm guessing they probably hung out at each other's houses all the time. Getting into stuff they weren't supposed to do. Right. Well, on this particular night, Peter and John stayed at their friend's house until like way late. Unfathomably late for me. 2 a.m. You said how old are these people? Late 20s. I don't have exact ages. Why are they having sleepovers at 28 years they're not, old? They're, they just stayed until 2 a.m. Oh, okay. And then they decided to leave. Sure. But like, okay. what? What did what do three 20-something dudes do alone at a house at 2 a.m.? Drink and play video games, except not since 1971, so probably just drink. Drink and listen to records? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, around 2 a.m., Peter and John are like, it's late. It's time to go. And they both get into John's car. And John turns the headlights on and, ah! Oh, God, you actually kind of scared me. <laughs> There are two disembodied brains plopped in the middle of the street, like six feet in front of their car. Ew. But they, they're not like any normal brains. They're described by both of them, Peter and John, as being blue and shrouded by a localized vapor. Vape niche. Yeah, vape niche. Weird. Okay. So um, it's like an aura or something. Yep. One of them was slightly larger than a softball. They described it as an overgrown softball. So that's why it's not giant. But to me, that's the size of a normal, like, human brain. Um, Maybe a little smaller. A little smaller, I think. But, like, fine, a kid brain. But the second one was the size of a human torso. Oh, (laughs) okay, so that's the big one. Right, but this gives a lot of room for interpretation because I did not, I looked and I looked and I could not find, like, more specific dimensions. Is this, like... My torso, a baby torso, your torso. I assume an adult torso, if they specified that. It just said human torso. I mean, if we're talking about a baby, it'd be like the same size as a softball brain. But like, if we're talking to rock. I think we can assume it's an adult torso if they just said human torso, a fully grown human. I'm going to go in the middle anyways and just say it's an average adult male torso. Okay. Which for a brain is like giant. Very much so. But what makes it even stranger is that the bigger brain had a red eye lodged into the middle, like in the butt crack of the brain. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like between the two hemispheres. Yeah, the cheeks, the lobes. Well, <laughs> so not got, the lobes, the hemisphere. Isn't it brain lobes? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's just one lobe or two lobes that are separated by a crack. I don't. Anyways, giant red eye, like wedged yeah, in the butt crack. Is you might get to this. Is there like brain stems, like, or is it just the brain? That's never mentioned. It's they just call blue brain localized vapor eye in the butt crack. I, I have the beholder in the butt crack. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So as you remember, the two get in the car. They turn the lights on. Immediately see these brains. After like milliseconds of being confused, they just get freaked out and they just book it the fuck out of there. Yeah. They're just gone. And what would your reaction be? 
probably the same. And I assume these guys were probably drunk or on some sort of substance and, you know. And we have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I think it's just safe to assume that. Right. But here's the thing. You see two brains in the middle of the street just laying there. You're going to just leave? They haven't done anything to you. You're just going to run away? Yeah, because... And I was just going to say, going on the assumption that they are on some sort of substance, you know, especially if it is something illegal, they don't want to have to call the cops and then also get cited for something. Well, let's assume they were drinking. Okay. This is 1971. Yes. Let's just, they weren't doing anything illegal. Okay. And you know what? Let's just assume they're not even drunk. They're like, just, you know, they've had a couple beers. Yeah. You're an so, average okay, so late there, 20-somethings there, guy. Yes. And I am currently sober. So <laughs> I'm just imagining if I was in the street right now even with a friend, walked up and saw this, I would turn around because it is so unnatural and so weird. Really? I would fear for my safety. Man, I'm But gonna... also we have phones now too. I would take a picture as I'm walking away. I'm straight up poking that thing with a stick. That's why you would die first in a <laughs> horror movie. I just I don't I would be so curious if it's just like a thing plopped laying there. It doesn't seem like a threat. It's smaller than I am. It's just a torso. I mean, I feel like in the alien movies, too, like the the face huggers, they probably, you know, feign like they're dead or whatever. And then as soon as you poke them, they attach. Yeah, but I'm not expecting to see aliens. I'm just seeing a weird brain. I assume no, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I wouldn't touch anything. I don't know what it is. Man, I totally poke that thing. <laughs> Anyways, after they just like they ran away, drove away, sped off, pretend it never happened. John drops Peter off at his house and then he goes home and remember they all live in the same neighborhood. So it's just like a 10 minute round trip. Okay. Yeah. However, when he arrived home, he pulled into his driveway and he looked at the clock and it was 4.30 a.m. Lost time. Yes. Keep in mind they left at two. So he's got about two ish missing hours of time, maybe two and a half, depending on what time they actually left. Right. Okay. So let's. Let's just talk about the concept of missing time for a second. Mm -hmm. This is a typical alien abduction thing. Like for those of you who have like heard an alien story, generally this is a a typical occurrence. Yeah, very common thing to report is missing time. Right. Like a person sees lights in the sky or, you know, a spacecraft or street brains. And suddenly they wake up even though... They're in the exact same spot doing the exact same thing, but hours or days have passed. But in this circumstance, though, there was no report of them falling asleep or anything like that. Right. But generally in missing time, you don't. You just kind of snap back and focus. It's like that one time, the one time in my life I got blackout drunk and like I have no memory of it. And then all of a sudden I snapped back into focus like in the kitchen. Of a party. But. And I remember everything from there. But, but they but they didn't even report like losing focus either, did they? They right. booked it and left. They so. booked it. They left. He dropped him off at home. He dropped Peter off at home. 430. So it that, was like nothing happened. Right. So that is weird. That's what I mean. Like, it's not like if we were to assume that there was some sort of abduction scenario or like they were just, you know, put under for whatever reason that didn't happen. They just lost time. But everything was like concurrent timeline of events happening yeah it's like they they left the brains nothing happened everything went as normal except for for some reason his clock said 4 30 but it's missing i mean that is it's still within the concept of missing time no yeah i know i'm just saying that it is weird because they have like a timeline with no 
reason there should be missing time. Because- yeah, you mean like in most abduction scenarios, like you see a UFO and then like you remember them beaming you up and right. then you wake then up you back wake in your up. car or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is the only difference is he has no memory of of being abducted. He just has the memory of seeing brains in the street and then leaving. Right. And I've already said it, but I'm just saying events happened in sequence yes. and it's weird that there's two hours missing. Yes. Like, exactly. No, yes. Um, so here's like where John and I differ is like he was he's a just, dude. And he's a, a dude. Woman. Yes. And I'm a woman, but he was just like, eh, that's weird. And he, he, so he was drunk. Well, no, he was just like, that's <laughs> weird. Um, but he had like, you know, like he would think back about it all the time. Like what happened? Mm-hmm. Wh- what's the deal with those brains? And he didn't do anything about it for five years until 1976 when curiosity got the better of him. Would I the next day would be calling Peter and I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Or like, be like, do you remember missing time? Or yeah. Anything? Or like, remember those brains? So. Um, oh, he didn't even bring up the brains. No, he. Oh, I thought you were just talking about the time. No, he completely uh, just packed okay, away the yeah, whole story. That's freaking stupid. Like, why I mean, not? we don't know if he called Peter the next day and was like, hey, you remember those brains or. Oh, what? OK. But he didn't uh, like further than that. Nothing happened. He okay. didn't like report it to anyone. He didn't like draw pictures. They ran of away, it. though, too. Yes. And they did run away. So like yeah. to him, it was a split second experience, right. except for the weird missing time, which would freak me out. If there were two hours of time that I couldn't account for, I mean, granted, two hours isn't as long as some people's yeah, three accounts days of missing time. Like, not much can happen, but you don't know. I mean, you could have killed a man. Yeah, this guy's dumb for just forgetting about it for five years. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's just from the couple articles I read, he just like it slowly ate away at him until he got super curious. <laughs> like, okay. who is this guy? I mean, why would you wait five years, though? Like, what if they came back well, and you didn't know maybe, what you were talking maybe about? Maybe like, he was scared that, like, people would, like, mock him or just not take him seriously. So just for, forget about it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But, like, what if there were other people who had the same experience? Or, like, what if during those two hours they told you, like, how to end world hunger? You don't remember. Unlikely. <laughs> you don't know. These are, we're talking about a torso-sized brain. <laughs> Anyways. In 1976, John decides to go under hypnosis to try and figure out what the hell happened. Okay, before I get into what hypnosis revealed to him, we got to talk about hypnosis. We gotta. We gotta. Okay, this is a controversial subject from everything I read. So there, it seems to be factions, like most people wouldn't consider it credible, but a lot of psychiatrists and like legitimate psychiatrists and doctors use it as a tool. Yeah. To bring up like past trauma and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think it should be taken seriously. Well, yeah. Okay. So they use this technique to unlock something in your brain that might have been like holding certain memories back for some reason. So you're in an altered, altered state of consciousness. So whatever that barrier in your brain is like, maybe you could get past it because you're you're more relaxed you're not necessarily focused on right your general um and you hear about this with abuse victims or like dissociative disorders yep. and it's definitely been used in other alien abduction stories fourth kind right 
So here's the problem. There's no way of telling whether these memories are real or fake. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's possible just- if the hypnotist said anything that could influence what the patient is saying yeah. they remember or and hypnosis is known to leave you open to suggestion. Yep. Open to suggestion, change your memories. And right. And I mean, like a, an especially bold instance of this would be satanic panic, right? 1980s. Didn't yep. they hypnotize children yep, to hypnotize uncover kids to help with their witness statements and to uncover sexual abuse and fake safe, sexual abuse right. that didn't happen. And those victims were influenced completely by the line of questioning yep. from the doctor, which which can be done on purpose or completely innocently, like trying to uncover something. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't take hypnosis as being entirely accurate, but there are some recorded instances of forensic hypnosis being used to assist in memory recollection. And there have been studies showing the effects of hypnosis. So it is sometimes used as an actual tool for bringing up memories, but you have to take into account pretty much the hypnotist. And we don't know like their agenda, like what yes. are they trying to do? Yeah. And we don't know anything about this hypnotist. We don't know the exact questions he or she asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, long story short, hypnosis has been used quite a bit to recover memories of alien abduction. And a lot of the memories different people have completely unrelated abduction stories tend to jive with each other, whether or not that's because they've heard Previous abduction stories and already believe they've been abducted or not. But all we have of this account is the fact that Peter also saw these brains. Right. And this hypnosis story. This is all we have about the story. So while you don't have to take it as fact, let's just assume John at least believes that this is the truth. Right. So I want to believe, so I'm just going to assume all of this actually happened. (laughs) Okay, so that was my hypnosis caveat, just so the listeners don't, like, take this too seriously. (laughs) Well, okay, here's here's my stance on hypnosis in general. I don't don't think it's fake by any means, but like you were saying, the hypnotist may or may not have some sort of agenda to try and get certain pieces of information out. Right. So I think because of that, I think hypnosis should be only used in circumstances where you're not taking the recollections of memory as fact and you're more so looking for clues. So maybe in a cold case file, like, oh, I just can't remember what color sweater this guy was wearing and where he put it or something. And then maybe that will lead to finding evidence that was long lost, but it's not pinning a crime on someone. Yeah. And I- I mean, I feel like if you go into it believing that it's an alien abduction story, then, I assume you've probably yes. done research about it. Right. And then if you if you go into it thinking that's what it is, that's what's going to happen when you're hypnotized. Or if the hypnotist is specifically doing alien abduction things in their line of questioning. Right. But at the same time, I mean, the, this is something he genuinely believes has happened. And at least in the case of the brain's. Peter saw them as well. So that part can be corroborated with one other person. Right. And they were both able to draw pictures of the brains that look the exact same. Okay. So they at least had that shared experience. So that might lend some credibility. Honestly, it's highly possible that some of this happened to him 
but it's been stylized in his brain or right. not all of this happened. I mean, like this is romanticized from just. Yes. But I mean, the whole time. the possibility of abduction. I mean, it totally could have happened. It might not have. Odds are I'm, you're trying to make this less spooky. No, I'm not. I'm just saying it like <laughs> I was just saying, you know, hypnotism shouldn't be taken too seriously. And, you know, this could have happened or it also could have been just random brains on the ground from a science experiment or something. Right, right. Um, even so, all we have is this story. Yeah, so I'm. Let's... this is what I take to be the quote unquote truth. Okay. So remember when I said that they saw the brains, they were confused for like a split second and then immediately just like booked it the fuck out of there. Right. That's actually not what happened, according to John's memories. All of this from now on is what John remembers. And the okay, before it was Peter, now it's John. Nope, Peter's the one he dropped off at home. Oh, okay. And then John got back into his car, went to his house. Oh, you're saying the the what you're about to say is from his uh, his hypnosis, hypnosis. his memory okay. hypnosis. Yes. Okay, so they didn't actually get out of there, according to John's brain. Apparently. While he and Peter were in the car, the big boy brain spoke to him telepathically, saying, Take the time to understand yourselves. The time draws near when you shall need to. You shall not remember this incident until we meet again. Mm-hmm. Oh. What? West, the, hyp- the hypnotist is the brain. Ah, interesting. Well, here are my questions just off the bat. From those, what, three sentences. First off, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I mean, like, why would you ruin my night just to tell me that? <laughs> like, why would you even bother making me forget that? You said I'm not going to remember it. What? Like, it didn't mean anything. Why would I have to forget that little bullshit? Well, because you're going to remember it when he comes back. And well, it, right. And also, it's a brain, so it's probably not a he. I don't know why I said that. It. It. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know, fudge off with all that. Why didn't you just, why not, why are you meeting me again? Why not just do it all the first time? True. Anyways, John remembered that after that completely useless message, he dropped Peter off at his house and then went home. And when he was home, the brains were waiting for him in his driveway. Mm. So they told, gave him a message he told him he was going to forget it and then immediately just went to his house to talk to him again. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they just wanted to get him alone. R- right. Mm. True, true. But why bring Peter into it at all? Like, why show yourself to two dudes getting into a car? Why well, not they were in the road, them? right? They were just lying on the road, you said? Yeah. They didn't really show themselves. They were just there. <laughs> they just, like, flopped down. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what were they doing creeping outside of a house full of three dudes? I would, you couldn't pay maybe me. They, maybe they were, well, I mean, I don't know what is about to happen things. in this upcoming conversation, but maybe they were trying to speak to one person. And now that they have this opportunity, this is when they appear again. Why not? Why go all the way to John's house? Why not follow them to Peter's house and talk to Peter? Maybe John's special. Maybe, but we find out that he's not. <laughs> oh, poor John. <laughs> Anyways, um, after this illogical conclusion of them showing up at his house, John is understandably freaked out. Pissed off. I would be pissed <laughs> off by this obvious breach of privacy. Anyways, he blacks out after that. Oh, well, that's so not cool. So brain's in the driveway, he blacks out. But his next memory 
is of him waking up in a control room. So he was abducted. Yes. So, but okay. So from what he describes, he <laughs> he basically woke up on the set of like Star Trek Next Gen. Like it's all lined with computers and panels and buttons and beep boop bitty bop bitty boop boop okay, beep. Okay, sure. Um, so he wasn't being probed by like a brainstem or something. He was right. He just woke up and he's standing in a control room. Okay. Okay, but this to me is a red flag because how <laughs> how can these big ass brains be lecturing us about knowing ourselves when they clearly haven't even figured out touch screens? You got beepity boops and computers, walls, no touch screens? Well, they don't have fingers anyway. Well, you're about to find out. Oh. Okay, so the They're only fingers. <laughs> it's just brains made of figures. So the two brains were in the control room. And John looks around and he sees a ton, not a ton, a group of bald, seven foot tall, gray humanoids. Tall grays. Yes. Well, potentially. And they have six fingers and toes. Ew. They have very <laughs> thin lips. They're freaky. Okay. They tell John that the brains aren't actually the aliens. The brains are just a communication device that they use to translate uh, and converse telepathically. Yeah, kind of. Like a like an organic computer. Okay. Essentially. And to me, this is another red flag because, like, they don't have touch screens, but they can make big ass living organic giant brain translators. Like, who goes? How do you know there's no touch screens? How well was it described? In it the- was essentially described as a Star Trek control room. Did they not have touch screens in Star Trek? No, it was all just like buttons and lights. Trust me, I've seen it a lot. Okay. Star Trek is, is bomb. Maybe maybe they placed them. Maybe he wasn't really abducted. Maybe he was placed in something that he was familiar with, but was still alien to him. And that's the situation they wanted him in. Okay, now that that does make sense because he later states that he could see everything in front of him. But when he looked behind him, it was just pitch blackness. So he was under the impression that it could have just been like a um, simulation simulation or like a hologram of some kind. Right. So Holodeck that is ho- sure. <laughs> well, hol- yeah, <laughs> but I'm, that's entirely possible, yeah. I guess, to make him feel more comfortable, even though it would t- definitely. Why not just keep him in his own room? Maybe they did take him somewhere, but they disguised the area they took him to so he couldn't remember. I mean, true, entirely possible. So through the brains, these humanoids explain that they are from out of this world. Far out, dude. (laughs) And they show John holographic images that just show a bunch of nuclear explosions. And they've got this like TV screen and it has Earth, like an image of Earth on it. And all over Earth are these pinpoints of light. Like weird, you know, like stars, I guess. On on the hologram of Earth. Uh, well, on this TV screen with an image of Earth. Okay. It has like these pinpoints on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they explain to John that the pinpoints represent places on Earth that have too much power. Quote, unquote, too much power. Power in the sense of like... No explanation. Being too powerful or like there's too much like energy fuel. Yeah, I'm not sure. Just says too much power. And they show him a video of another planet that they had to destroy because it had too much power. Fuck them, dude. Right? Like who? This is not the power police. Yeah. Anyways, they tell power over what? Because. Right. 
we don't know about these guys. So, like, how do we have power over them? Girl, I don't know. They tell John that the human race is going to have to immediately stop abusing this power or they will suffer the consequences. So. Maybe they're literally talking about just fuel. Um, that's on, <laughs> honestly, that was my original thought, because if they're showing him videos of nuclear explosions. Or, nuclear may, or maybe the power is literally nuclear weapons and the pinpoints were the areas in which they were stored. So it's both literal power and. It's not really human it's power. It's not really fuel. It's just weapons. Weaponry. But, yeah. Okay, let's break this down. Break it down. They pick up a random young man from L.A. They pull him into their spaceship and they scold him for being part of a planet that has too much power. Like, it's his fault. First off, like, why traumatize this guy? Yeah. You're already freaky. Why, just, you, why you gotta pull him out to the spaceship? A, just, can't you just tell him the stuff in his kitchen? Just a guy that's drinking with his buds. Yeah, can't you just have brought his brain down in his kitchen and, like, broken this news to him with, like, some tea or whatever space tea is? Or go to any sort of, like, person with power and not just yes, a dude? Yes, that was another... I mean, there's... Is there power on our planet that is... Are we threatening other planets? We are unaware that other life exists on other planets that we right. would even be affecting. And why... Like, why would you pick a random dude? Why not, like, go to the president of the yeah, United States? Yeah, that's what or, like, I was just saying. Go to someone in a position of power. Yeah, I not... mean, even if you knew nothing about Earth, it, it seems to me that, like, before bringing this doomsday message. Do a little research. You would do, a, you would, like, if you're on Earth for even one hour, you and you're creeping outside someone's house, somebody's watching the news. Just... Just sit there and watch it for a minute. You're translating brain. You can understand it. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if they're so smart into, you know, being able to determine that we have too much power, they should also know that, you know, at least go to like a mayor, a governor. Right. Or the or president. Even, or even after you give this message, be like, hey, tell, uh, tell the president. Tell Jerry. Give, yeah. Give Jerry <laughs> like, this message. You know, at least give him an instruction to notify someone instead they have him forget the whole encounter yeah which the, makes no sense fuck? that's stupid so they gave him this warning they said earth has too much power if this continues we're gonna have to destroy you um now please forget everything everything we told you <laughs> these okay these aliens are literally just screwing with this guy yeah which i actually that's diabolical. Might be, maybe, maybe they're in the same situation John and his friends were in, where they're just having some fun and maybe play a prank. That would be hilarious. If that's what actually it was, that's hilarious and also horrifying. I feel like that's why in other stories, aliens probe things. It's because like they're just trying to screw with people. There's I, not, you, what information do you get from the ball? I mean, I get like the first time you're like trying Jill, to examine a human. Yeah, but like, why would you need to do it more than once? Right. Anyways, he was not probed. Okay. As far as we know, at least he did not remember being probed, or if he did, he did Didn't not admit to, to, to being probed. So they warn him about Earth having too much power. They make him forget about it. But here's the thing: what what do you think their motive would be? Like, these aliens could be lying. They could be asking us to, like, tone down our nuclear shit in order to take us over. Because they know they can't, like, compete That's with That's basically what their weapons. message was. It's like, relinquish some of your power, otherwise we will destroy you. Right, but they've made it clear that they have the power to destroy us. Mm -hmm. Does that 
Does that Maybe indicate that to, we right now have more power than them? Or are they just trying to catch up? Right. Like they have the ability to travel through space, but they don't have whatever we have. Right. I'm, I'm like, I can't tell if they're, they're being genuinely like, we are citizens of this universe and we're afraid that if you have too much power, you're going to ruin it for everyone else. Or if this is like an evil race of aliens trying to take us over and they're trying to get us freaked out enough to eliminate our own weaponry so that they have the power to destroy us. Well, also assuming that these aliens made John forget everything, why did they do that, though? <laughs> Good question. Or maybe it was just a side effect of, like, something that happened, like, and that wasn't intentional. So maybe they were hoping he would spread this message. Yeah. Um, we have no idea. None. So after they finish, like, being totally lame and just dissing Earth for a while, um, John describes his head as kind of like buzzing a little, and then he woke up back in his car. No brains to be seen. Okay, how do you interpret this then? Was this all in his head? Like, not not like, in the assuming that this actually happened, did they like enter his thoughts, or did they actually abduct him? I guess I never really thought about it, but it makes more sense to me if they've got the power of telepathy with these weirdo mm -hmm. brains. Yeah. Why make all of that work to bring him back up and then dump him back in his car? Why not just make it? Well, and also the, the fact that if it was something very similar to like the hollow or not the hollow deck, but like the whatever it's called in Star Trek, the control room. Yeah. Like that's obviously not something aliens would have. That's how we envision it. So I feel right. like it is something in his head. Yeah. And maybe the brains are the true life form and how he viewed these aliens as tall grays was that's something that was already in science fiction at that point in 1971. Yeah, I've never even thought of it that way. That would make way more sense. Then again, we're talking about a bunch of like squishy blue brains with butt crack eyes. I, I can't remember for sure, but I feel like in Futurama there was a species of brain monsters and they were like the most intelligent beings but they also were the most squishy because yes. they were literally brains right that's a good point i don't know i'm gonna go with your theory because to me even though the rest of this seems completely illogical that is the most logical theory that instead of beaming him up they just beamed down images into his brain yeah beamed into yes so that essentially was the whole encounter in 1971. That's the whole thing. He drops off Peter. He goes home. Brain's waiting for him. They beam him up. They yell at him about Earth. They tell him Earth is lame. He wakes up back in his car. Do you think Peter was, like, this was in October, you said? August. Uh, oh, even better. Do you think he was eating, like, squash at this point, Peter? Peter, Peter, pumpkin oh eater. God, I knew that was coming and I like I did the silence to let you do your thing. He could have been. Uh, but I think squash is like a more of an October food. They're also in L.A. too. Yeah, I don't. Oh, and I'm just they were I didn't mention this previously, but they were on a road called Dapple Gray Lane, which just doesn't seem like somewhere you would grow squash. No. Maybe, though. That sounds stupid. Yeah. Dapple Gray Lane. Then again, that sounds like a horse, and horses are on farms, and farms <laughs> grow squash. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that was the whole encounter. After he was hypnotized, uh, John thought that the whole spacecraft might have just been a holograph, as I said, because all he could see behind him was 
blackness. He did also believe, after being hypnotized, that they implanted a translator cell into his brain in order to track him and keep in contact with him. Okay. Which is interesting because it's been five years and he has heard nothing. Right. But is that did he say that because that's what the buzzing was in his head or whatever? I don't I could not find any more information. However, after he was hypnotized, so five years after the initial event, the aliens did contact him. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) a few weeks after his hypnosis, he began to receive telepathic messages with spooky predictions. Oh, okay. Okay, they predicted that in 1983, a nuclear war would break out in the the Middle East (laughs) and spread to Europe (laughs) and result in, yeah, result in the use of atomic weapons. But that never happened. So like Earth 1, Alien 0. Yeah. They also stated that after this atomic war, the aliens would finally establish like a public dialogue between Earth and themselves. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, again, they were either wrong or lying because this is the first time I ever heard about it. Mm -hmm. Unless the aliens didn't reveal that they were aliens, but instead just like took over like part of the government or something. Like reptilians? Yes. Or potentially even more simply, um, we averted a war in 1983 because John warned the correct people. And then since there was no nuclear war, the aliens never contacted us. John, thank you. <laughs> you saved us all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Who who did he tell? I don't, I don't. That was just an idea that came up in my head. I, <laughs> I don't know. But that's that is it. That's the story of the space brains. Okay. What does Peter have to say? Did he actually say anything? So Peter at any point? did at one point corroborate that he saw the brains right. in the street. He corroborated the exact same thing. But that's all that happened to him. Yes. He saw the brains. John Br- drops him off. Okay. And they were both asked to draw pictures and they both drew the same picture. Essentially. I'm trying to, I can envision the brains, but I'm trying to envision this blue vapor you described. Is it like actually it's a blue vapor? It's just centralized mean? vapor. I thought you said blue. They're blue brains. Oh, blue brains. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm trying to. I'm just picturing a steamy brain. Yeah. Is it like steamy because it was cold, like super frozen <laughs> from being point. in space, and then or it was got, hot out? Yeah. Or is it like actually an aura of like that's how they like float when they travel or something? Well, they kind of made it clear that these brains were just like plopped on the ground, like a bunch yeah, of unwanted turds. Tired from traveling to Earth. My guess it was more of like a steam because they called it a vapor. Okay. So as I was saying, I love objection stories. I think. Objection? Objection. <laughs> love objections. I love abduction stories. I think some of them can be legitimately terrifying. This was more interesting than most. Yes. Heard, this was silly. And I mean, I admittedly, it has a ton of holes in it. But there are a bunch of similarities between this story and other abduction stories, namely. Lost time. Lost time. Uh, Possible abduction. Yep. Yep. Being warned, forewarned of like certain things, the microchip. Yeah, def- I was thinking the chip too. That seems to be a common thing. Yeah. And the fact that they were maybe or maybe not tall grays. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I guess if I'm going to be a buzzkill, like what were these dudes doing before all of this went down? 
Like yeah, that's what I said at the very beginning. They're yes. probably smoking ganja and yeah. I mean, they could have taken like a handful of pills <laughs> and fallen I, I asleep. Don't, in I don't his think car. pills were much of a thing in seventy one as they are I now. I don't know. I was not around. I mean, more likely they got drunk and then smoked that ganja. Even so, I feel like the encountering brains, alien brains, especially the one that was bigger with the eye, that is significantly more creepy than just yes a gray or like a reptilian. Yes. Being spoken to by a brain. In your head. In your head. I mean, the concept of this story is spooky. I, in reading it, it's it ends up being fairly entertaining rather than spooky. But like, I think the story is great. I'm giving it a ten out of ten entertainment value. Yeah, I, I <laughs> no, I, I like I really like it too. I just wish there was more that happened after this. That's yes, all. I'm, like I'm, wa- I'm wanting more. I give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten for that reason, because I feel like it's unresolved and I want more information. Okay, but believability scale. Believability, especially compared to other alien abduction stories, a little less, but also not completely this like I'm not completely thinking this is a hoax. I just that the hypnosis thing is what bothers me. Yep. I give it a six out of ten for believability. I'm going to give it a four out of ten because it has. Oh, you're even yeah, more so. I'm very you. skeptical about this because although it's a great story and it has all of the the elements I like in an abduction story, um, it doesn't have, like you said, the anything to back it up. Like in a lot of, of other abduction stories that are, are more believable to me, there are things. Like the exact same thing has happened to somebody else in a completely other, other part of the world, or, or a completely other time, and they didn't have or, contact with each or other. Or even more, I think, scary in some circumstances. It's it is a lot more localized, but it's unrelated people that would have had no way to like right. plan ahead a story. So if someone in the same city on the same night, but completely never met each other, unrelated, because those have happened too. Mm-hmm. I think that's terrifying too. Yeah, I I just the concept as a whole is to me believable. Maybe not all of the aspects of alien abduction, traditional alien abduction stories, but it's terrifying. This story in particular, I think you can explain away or like a lot of it or enough of it is illogical enough for me to be like Something is weird here. Mm-hmm. And I did not read up enough on John or Peter to know, like, did they make any money from this? Yeah, or where are they now? Right. So, um, I mean, that would even lend more or less credibility hey, to the story. John or Peter, if you're listening, yeah. please let us know. <laughs> yeah. John, I heard you saved the world. So. Yeah. Why aren't you more well known? Yeah. We should know about the guy who averted a nuclear war in 1983. Anyways, that's that's the the story. I loved it. I'm going to be looking at more abduction stories. My plan is when this episode comes out, I'm going to post the drawings yeah, of the brains. Yeah, I want to see that. Yep. Um and they're weird. That is the one thing about this story that can't be explained away other than, you know, maybe he was high on something. But the fact that both of them saw these brains. But, I mean, they were also friends, though, and they could have just, you know, planned 
some hijinks together. Right. So, I mean, you always have to take that into consideration, right. too. Right. I guess I but like to think story, the though, best as a story, though, I do want to see a visual what do these brains look like. Right. Post it. Post it on the social medias. Will do. If you want to see these pics, our social media is NerdslothHQ on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have- Rate, like, subscribe, like, comment. So, yeah. Smash all of the buttons. Exactly. And um, if there are any stories that you have that are spooky in any way- and you would like to have them shared on the podcast. And you'd like to have them shared on the podcast. Or even if you don't want them shared on the podcast, you just want us to read them. I would love that. So and if you if you do want to send us stories to specify, please, if you would like us to share your name or not. Like if you just want to remain anonymous or if you just want to share like your first name. Yeah. And we'll take like spooky stories, silly stories with an element of spooky that have occurred to you. We're just... All we're asking for is something personal, though. Don't just like send us creepy pastas. Yeah, no, Although we I do, want I true do stories. like creepy pastas a lot, but I mean, I also know where to find them. I want to hear right. your stories. I guess the, the thing about this podcast is, is when I say spooky, I think spooky to me is like a real. Yeah, something that in, actually happened to you. In turn, whether or not it you have to believe it happens to you. Well, right. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> Yeah, we're not looking for short stories. I mean, if you want to share them, we would love to read them. But what we're looking to share with everyone is what has happened in your life that you find spooky. Yeah, try to spook us. Um, We are part of the Nerd Sloth Network. We are very close to uh, Chris and Joseph. From Saturday Morning Cartoon Boo. So if you would like, you can um, spam some memes on our Twitter to the nerd sloth hq twitter um just ask chris i, I don't know i want to just bug chris because i don't know if he's going to listen to this send him not. pictures of pizzles yeah perfect send him pictures Pizzle of pizzles he'd love it trust me i know all right well i think that is it for today y'all yeah thanks for hanging out and listening to the tale of the space brain Zzz, space brains Zzz, oh my god all right Thanks, everyone. We love you. Love you so much. So much. Bye. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.